Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining me from Sunnyvale, California is Harsh Karwala. Harsh is the CEO of vcomply. And today we're going to be talking about compliance management and the tools for it. Uh, first, Harsh, thanks for taking the time away from your busy day to talk to us. Thanks, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here today. Pleasure to have you. Now, let's dive in. Um, I'm curious, where are you finding that compliance teams are struggling with traditional pen and paper or, or still relying on Excel-based compliance management tools? Sure. I think relying on traditional methods of managing compliance often leads to inefficiencies and complexities in the organization. Uh, you know, while focusing on pen and paper and Excel for compliance has traditionally proved to, to work, I think the challenges with going down this path today are there's lack of information security you know physical papers cannot be shared easily uh, report generation and uh, audits become a humongous task at the end of the reporting period you're creating compliance workflows and managing them in silos i think like these are some of the the core problems that i've seen across compliance teams that are trying to do this on excel spreadsheets today uh, and it's just not scalable you know the process is very fragmented it's uh, broken down in multiple bits and bobs that, that can't be put together. Yeah, and I can see how that's a problem, aside from the fact that it's unmanageable by having things in bits and, and bobs, as you said, it, you don't get the full picture of what's going on. You know, and, and like everything else, it's an argument for why you should integrate and stuff. But what are typically the barriers to making a commitment to automation? Does it tend to be budget or is it mindset? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, for smaller organizations, yes, budget is definitely a valid constraint and you have to think through budget. And, you know, like the right compliance solution does not have to break the bank. You know, you, you can still get compliance software and compliance automation in place at the right price point. I think it's more about like culture and having that uh, culture of compliance within the organization. You know, how do you think about compliance the right way? And how do you think about uh, compliance not as a cost to the business, but more of, uh, you know, like really integrating it into the the culture of the company. And I, I would say also when the mindset is right, uh, organization wants the best solution there is. Now, for a compliance team that makes a commitment, looking to automate, where should they start? I mean, that's a great question. I think when you want to go for automating your compliance processes and transforming them, identifying the tool and technology that supports your requirement is key. But at the same time, I would say, you should start by identifying and analyzing both internal and external compliance obligations and requirements that are relevant for your organization. I think that would be the first step, like just identifying the whole universe of compliance items that you'd want to track and manage, and then coming up with the processes that you want to automate. So, you know, I'd say like taking a piecemeal approach is the best strategy here, rather than trying to go overboard and trying to say, hey, you know, we're going to automate 100% of our compliance program overnight. While that's great and ambitious, it doesn't work in practice. The best compliance teams that have moved away from Excel or pen and paper based processes into a more automated and a more connected system have done this in a phased approach where they've picked a, a, a specific segment of their compliance program, identified what needs to get automated and tried to automate it and then move to the next piece. I would say the next thing that one could do is identify what's going right and what's going wrong. For example, suppose your company is struggling with timely compliance reporting and missing out on deadlines regularly. I mean, in that case, it's time to look for a compliance tool where you get uh, 
the right alerts on time. You, know, you get all the data you need and make sure that the tool serves as a single source of truth or a repository for you to find and pull out compliance evidence when you need it. Yeah, having that data when you need it is obviously a critical thing. So when it comes to implementing an automation program, should they plan on bringing in IT and other resources to help them with the implementation? Or is it something that the compliance team can handle alone? So, you know, ideally the involvement from IT team should be kept to a minimum. The need to involve IT teams and other related resources for uh, such automation tools is highly dependent on the complexity of the tool that the organization requires and the organization's requirements. Uh, I mean, compliance platforms that require IT interventions are usually complex and have scalability limitations. So, you know, if you're trying to build a compliance system where you want to have bottoms up adoption, where you want to have across the board adoption of the technology within your business, I think that selection needs to happen uh, or, or done in the right way. I think you need to pick a solution that's that's simple enough and that helps you engage the, the wider audience within your organization and to get broader acceptance uh, across the org. So without that widespread adoption, it's hard to make things work. Um, so what are some measures of success that your automation effort is bearing fruit? I mean, your, your measures of success are typically uh, depicted through the value that the, the end users in the organization achieve by adopting automation. And that can be measured in amount of time that's saved and doing manual follow-ups with people. You know, if you're managing things on an Excel spreadsheet, you know, you'd have to have somebody that's managing that Excel spreadsheet and that's chasing people down or, you know, calling and following up or sending emails and trying to get compliance evidence or compliance report, reporting and resourcing in one place. That's one. The the second value add here is the the compliance penalties that your organization could be uh, exposed to if you don't have the right compliance processes in place. Uh, so you know we've seen companies where it's almost been over a hundred percent increase in employee accountability by having a compliance system in place. There's been an eighty five percent increase in timely compliance obligation completion, for example, or a 70% reduction in compliance penalties and issues. And I'd say that's, uh, that's ROI that you can clearly demonstrate and justify to the business to have uh, right compliance automation in place. Well, having that ROI, yeah, definitely would be something that would persuade the business uh, as well as to the value of the program. You mentioned one mistake that organizations make, which is trying to do all the automation of everything all at the same time. Are there any other common mistakes you see organizations making? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Adam. So, I mean, one, I think there's one thing where you're trying to automate all compliance frameworks or obligations or processes that you need to be complying with, uh, and you're trying to do them all at once. And then it's a double whammy when you try and say, hey, not only will we do all of the, the compliance frameworks in an automated fashion, we'll also link all the other systems that we have internally. So then you start think, linking your FPNA processes, and then you want to link your SAP system to your compliance system. You want to link your uh, people management system to your compliance system. And that's where it starts getting more and more and more complicated. That's when you have IT involved. That's when you have HR involved. That's when you have the finance function involved. And, it just becomes like this chain reaction where, you know, if there's one broken link, the entire system falls apart. So I think the key here would be start small and add these layers of complexity as your compliance maturity grows as an organization. 
Well, that's very good advice. I mean, it's good to be ambitious, but too much ambition can get in the way of success. Well, Harsh, thank you for sharing these insights with us today. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.